Hey everyone, I'm Johnny. I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook. And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste. This week's featured cookbook is... Son of a Southern Chef by Lazarus Lynch. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Victoria. How's it going? Take two of uh, episode 14 of Tasty Pages. We had some technical difficulties. We did, unfortunately. Well, the sound sounded terrible. We, we tried to get cute and move the operation out into the living room. Too echoey. To be, to be, it sounded like we were in a, a big giant stadium. And our living room is not that big. Yeah. It's just echoey. So there you go. Back at the kitchen table where we should have been all along. <laughs> all right. Welcome to episode 14 of Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Um, we'll get a few housekeeping things out of the way. Um, if you go to anchor.fm slash Tasty Pages, you'll see a support button there. You can think of that as like a online tip jar and you can uh, show your support for the work that we're doing. Um Holiday season's right around the corner. Yes, it is. And we've got a couple of things up on our store section of our website at wecookbooks.com. One is um, some of our favorite cookbooks that we've featured on the feed, Cooking the Books. The other is Kitchen Essentials for Home Cooks. You can browse those selections. You can make a purchase. It doesn't cost you a penny more, but we'll get a few pennies thrown our way if you should... Uh, Find something that you like for either yourself or the home cook in your life. How's that? That sounds great. <laughs> All right. How you doing, Victoria? I'm okay. I'm cold. I can't yeah, seem I to warm up. It's, 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 a, it's a little cold out here in Chicago. And I really wanted to go roller skating this morning, but I'm, I'm not so hardy anymore. That I didn't feel like roller skating and once you being, get moving it's, it's fine yeah but then my nose runs and you just gotta runs. watch out for that creepy guy that like sits there and watches you roller skate at the park oh so many oh cr- wait that's me <laughs> <laughs> sorry well, it's not creepy when you do it yeah. but yes there are a lot of creeps that will sit in there what is with men sitting in vans at the park and just like sitting well, there for what's an with hour? men in general <laughs> asking the wrong person but anyway. All right. Uh, hey, what did we just finish this week? We finished uh, Otolenghi's Flavor. Um, this is basically, it's his um, Plenty number three. P3. P3. Um, so Otolenghi has the distinction of being the only cookbook author that we have featured three titles by. Yes. We, we've done a small handful of uh, people twice, but uh, Otolenghi... Number three. It's because he keeps putting out the hits. Yep. Big fans. Um, And then we're also slowly working our way through the home bar guide to tropical cocktails, tiki drinks. Yep. Every Friday or Saturday, we make a new drink and we are photographing it. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably know that we choose a different book each week and feature it. And typically what we do is just choose recipes and that's what we eat for the week. But for things like cocktail books or baking books, we kind of spread it out a little bit more because we're not psychotic. Right. We're not going to drink every night. I don't think I could function that way. Tiki drinks. And we're not going to eat baked goods every night. No. We have like all the, we're not operating a bakery out of our house, although 
during this quarantine. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Right. Um, so that's something that we'll be working on. We've got some kind of special collaboration stuff planned with that as well. So that's going to be exciting to share. And then, uh, what's up next? We are starting in BB's kitchen. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. It's, um, all African food Mm -hmm. and I am looking forward to it. Might, might be hard to photograph, but I'm sure everything is going to be so tasty. Yes. You'll work your magic. You always do. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, what's for dinner tonight? That's the most important thing. Uh, we are having some leftover lasagna, mushroom lasagna from Odolenghi's Flavor. Yeah. It was... We made that in the cast iron. We did. That was the first round lasagna I've made. You know, I'm not a big fan of the round lasagna. Because you got to break noodles. all the noodles. Yeah. It's counterintuitive there's a reason lasagna is more rectangular in shape because the, the noodles are rectangular. exactly <laughs> although i mean you know that's our million dollar idea round lasagna noodles oh there you go coming to a store near you oh you know we should do that sometime roll out some like round lasagna noodles and that seems like a lot of work yeah i don't like lasagna, lasagna that much <laughs> <laughs> scratch that <laughs> So we'll we'll get to this book in a second. Uh but I feel like this podcast, especially during quarantine, is kind of our lifeline to the outside world. Yeah. So it gives us an opportunity to just like ramble on about random stuff that might be going on in our life. Well, and I and, kind of uh, feel like people don't wanna hear us meticulously go over every single dish that we cooked. Heck no. Because they can't you know, they can't smell it, they can't taste it. Don't even have a picture. No. That's what the Instagram's for. So anyway, we'll get to this book. The food was great. The book's great. We'll talk about it. Hang in there with us, though. Um, <laughs> a lot of times on weekends when we do have a few cocktails and we're just unwinding after a long work week, um, we just want something dumb to watch on TV to kind of tune out. We watch our share, fair share of smart stuff, but <laughs> this weekend, it was all about... The you know you you make it like you, you make it sound like you're insulting this movie. This movie happens to be really solid. It's a cult classic. It's great. I have I no complaints. It. I'm not embarrassed that I watched it. I don't feel smarter after watching it. <laughs> no, though. I don't either. <laughs> of course, we're talking about the 1991 Christina Applegate Juggernaut. Jugger- don't tell mom <laughs> the babysitter's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 19 years old. That was kind of her big breakout film on the success of uh, Married with Children. Yes. Did you know that um, originally Winona Ryder was cast? I did know that. Or uh, Sue Ellen? I knew that. Yeah. It says right here on the internet, and they don't lie. <laughs> uh, she turned it down, though, because she was in the middle of making a little film you might have heard of called Edward Scissorhands. It's so weird to me think that to, for me... To think that those like were around the same time. Mermaids was a great movie. As was Edward Scissorhands. I think she did okay. I think she did okay. She, she made a good choice. And, until the whole stealing thing. Yes. <laughs> Whoops, daisies. Now, can I just say what mother leaves her brood of children alone for an entire summer while she just goes off on a vacation? Without telling them either. Just like woke up one day and like, oh, by the way. I'm going to Australia. Here's some money. Enjoy your summer. But I'm going to be gone. 
<laughs> well, worse yet, she left him with like this woman who was a thousand years old who, you know, Where'd she find her? She could have dropped dead at any time. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) So I guess it's a good thing that she was very old. I I guess we're not really giving away too much in the movie by saying that the babysitter dies. (laughs) It is in the title after all. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I just, I have a hard time with the mom just leaving the kid and Christina Applegate is playing a 17-year-old high school student at the time. She's quite capable of taking care of her younger siblings, I would imagine. Well... I mean, I did it all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, not I was not left alone for an entire summer, but, you know, <laughs> my mom had to go run some errands. She'd, she'd leave a teenage Johnny alone to take care of my little brother. And we turned out okay. It was a different time back then. <laughs> It was a different time. You could leave your kids alone at night, Ugh. leave them in the car, yeah. send them down to the store to buy you some smokes. Yep. <laughs> With a note. <laughs> With a note. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I do want to point out, though, that this movie featured uh, Keith Coogan. He was the stoner, stoner brother. And... Uh, he is the grandson, is that right? Grandson of Jackie Coogan, who played Uncle Fester on The Adams Family. And... Coogan's Law. Yep. Heard of it? Yes. Um, it's a law that was named after him, which protects child actors from being exploited by unethical parents, agents, and producers. And it was uh, passed when, uh, upon turning 21, um, Jackie Coogan discovered that after years of working in show business, his bank account was completely depleted. That's right, depleted. And uh, the money he had earned um, was taken by his mother. And she said unapologetically, any money that Jackie made prior to the age of 21 is legally ours, and we never promised him otherwise. She sounds like a real tweet. Yep. All right. All right. So, so that's enough on that topic. But uh, that's what we. That's how we spent our weekend: drinking uh, tropical cocktails and watching "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." Oh, and you also made bagels. I did. I had mentioned a few days prior that I was really craving bagels with cream cheese and pumpkin butter. Really specific. Yep. Kind of craving. And so I rolled up my sleeves and got to work. And you made me some bagels. Nothing but the best for my lady. It was great. Yeah. They're so good. And then I Thanks. ate all the bagel holes <laughs> in one sitting. Those are the best parts. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, before we dive into this book, let's uh, answer a listener question. And uh, all of you that have submitted questions, thank you. And thank you for listening. Um, and if you do have a question, get in touch. Send us a message on the website or DM, and we'll answer it on a future episode. So this one comes from uh, Dorothy Porker. Her her Instagram feed is bananas. Yeah. It's so great. Definitely She's check it so out. She's so talented. And uh, she asks, what is a good bread baking book for uh, noobs that you've encountered? So maybe uh, someone just thinking about getting into bread baking. It's a hot thing right now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. For me personally, I don't. I don't bake bread. 
I like to say that I'm not a baker. I am. I just don't bake bread yeah. and layer cakes. I kind of lean into the bread baking stuff. You do. And I kind of enjoy it. Um, but I'm by no means an expert. Um, there's a few books that have come out recently. The uh, Is it Salt Flour Yeast? And then there's another one, Mastering Bread. Mm-hmm. And I know the Tartine one is very popular. So any of those would be great. Like if you really want to dive into the science behind the methods and then just have like a ton of recipes to cook from uh, or to bake from, uh, I would go with any of those. Um, our go-to bread recipe is from Michael Ruhlman's book, From Scratch, that came out last year. And that's generally the one that we turn to when we want to have some fresh baked bread kicking around. So that'd be my recommendation. Any other thoughts? Yeah, but I don't recommend buying a, a whole cookbook just for one yeah, I mean, for one recipe. Yeah. So I, I would mean, say, but it is a good cookbook. Yeah. So, so I, w- I would say go with any of those. Um, coincidentally, bread baking is huge this year as, as a result of the uh, you know, quarantine. Um, that genre of cookbooks is up like 145%. I'm not surprised by that at all. Isn't that crazy? Um, all right. So let's dive into Son of a Southern Chef by Lazarus Lynch. Hold on to your hats. This was a good one. It was a really fun book. Um, um, oh, were you going to say something? No, go for it. All right. Uh, most successful cookbooks, I would say... Um, reflect a personality of the author through mm-hmm. the text, recipes, and photographs, and really, you know, provide a point of view for, of that person. This one is probably the best example of that. Uh, like it or not, you walk away with a pretty clear understanding of, of Mr. Lynch and, and his, uh, his point of view. Yes. Um, it's a glorious thing, too. It really is. Um, it's... Basically, there, a soul food book. Even though he's not from the South, his his parents are, so he has his that, that uh, lineage. But um, he grew up in New York City. But um, he took what they instilled in him and and what he grew up with and uh, ran with it. And man, this was a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bryant Terry, who wrote a little intro at the beginning of the book, um, big fan of his. We featured his book, Vegetable Kingdom, last year, and it's one of our favorites of the year. Um, This is how he described it. Imagine if Prince wrote a cookbook while channeling the spirits of 7,000 West African, Caribbean, and Southern grandmothers with... (laughs) I can't speak today. With photography by Dave LaChapelle. Not Dave Chappelle. That's a totally different person. Equally cool, but just different. Um, and art direction by Tyler, the creator. That seems exciting, huh? That's basically what you have here. Yeah. Um, we loved it. Um, should we jump into the rankings? Yeah. All um, right. Um, food photography and styling. Uh, I gave it a 4.5. You and your 0.5. I know. I know. That's the um, gymnast in you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take those little minor deductions wherever I can find them. Yep. Um, uh, the photography is gorgeous. It's fun. Um, some of it is completely ridiculous. Like uh, Lazarus is photoshopped uh, with um, crab arms. Yeah. Or he's surfing on a chicken tender or yeah. some ridiculous thing like that. Like they're very deliberately and not um, 
doesn't take itself really seriously. Well, it's, it's very deliberately photoshopped, but not meant, not intended to be like realistic looking at right. all. <laughs> right. And then like, what I kind of like about this is, you know, some of this food is really messy and they, this book really leans into that. They do. Although the one gross thing that just, this is where the deduction is. The smeared food, like smush smeared yes. food really grosses me out. You can, you can like put your fist on top of a cake. That doesn't bother me at all. I mean, that's like a smash picture. But if you, like when I see, when I see food on a baby's face or like in front of them on the, on the uh, tray, it grosses me out. Yeah. So, but. I hear you. Otherwise. I, mean, I love the photos. This book really forces you to evaluate what would be considered like quote unquote attractive mm-hmm. or, you know, acceptable for a food book. Um, if you're the type that wants to look at completed dishes next to the recipe, there's a, there's a little bit of that, Some. but there's also a ton of selfies mm-hmm. There are, like you mentioned earlier, there's a whole two-page spread, and the only text on the pages is kale and corn, and it's just this photograph of these like sloppy, like smeared <laughs> creamed corn, oh, and then yeah. I think it's like cream kale yeah. or something like that, and they're just like splattered out onto the backdrop, and that's the photo. And there was there was another one that was. Uh, what was it like a short rib slider on top of a Rubik's, a Rubik's cube? cube? Just totally random, right? So, I mean, I almost felt like these photos had kind of a fashion editorial kind of vibe to them. Absolutely, and you know, there's like some of the kind of uh, gorilla photo shoot type things. Yes. Like, let's run into this bodega and we'll get some shots. Right. You know, I'm going to climb on the back of this uh, mail truck. Let's right. get a shot. <laughs> We're not exaggerating. That was on there. No, and he, I mean, he's a very fashionable gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous. Right. He's, he's has a lot of fun with his wardrobe and hair and makeup. And uh, you can, you know, all throughout the book, it's on full display. 10, 10. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a four. Um, just based on all those things that we just discussed. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next category, which is design and layout. What'd you have, Victoria? I gave it a four. Okay. Um, I feel like, the, you know, it was pretty standard. There was the introduction at the beginning, um, and, uh, everything is broken down into sections, but the, the titles are really cute. Like stay woke. Yes. You know, it's breakfast. And Veggies ain't whack. Yeah. Uh, slaying soups. And, and the, the, I think, you know, all the recipes are very clearly. Yeah. Nothing's complicated. Yeah. It's all easily laid out. Um, there was a nice little tribute to his late father at the beginning of the mm-hmm. book that had some family photos. I thought that was really cool. And that really underscores, you know, the title of the book. And, and he's very proud of that of that uh, heritage and, and his upbringing. And, and so it was, it was really, really nice. Um, there's a lot of quotes throughout that are attributed to Lazarus. <laughs> so he's quoting himself. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Did you notice that there was a throughout the book there was a, a he he refers to it as like the, the gravy, gravy yes. and it's like some useful tips and tricks. So you might be you know working on a recipe and there'd be a little little section there the gravy and it'll say you know something like trim the ends off of asparagus because they're woody and not edible and there was just all kinds of stuff like that throughout the book that i thought was really cool um so i'm sorry you said you give it a four yes and i gave it a five. Oh, nice okay. yeah i mean because i i really felt like it was he was putting it out there and you know love it or hate it he's He's you know putting that on display and very unapologetically um, doing so and we'll so fix let's that. go to degree of difficulty. What okay, did, what did you give it? I gave it a two. Okay, um, if you're a beginner chef, you have a limited skill set. I don't think you'd have any difficulty cooking most of the things in this book. Um, I would even go so far as to say there are some things that I wouldn't even consider like a recipe necessarily. There was just some things like, you know, like some watermelon with spices on it or something. So, you know, there there was all kinds yeah. of things that you could throw together really quickly and easily um, with a minimum of ingredients or equipment or And some skills. of it did use like, um, you know, because uh, from his childhood, he had, you know, canned food. Like mm-hmm. there's like canned salmon croquets yep. and... Um, We've worked through a few books lately like that where they're not afraid to utilize those ingredients which, you know, previously have been kind of frowned on yeah. or, and, you know, nothing wrong with that if it if it's a means to an end. Not a big fan of the canned salmon. Yeah, that's not good. I, we gave some to our dog I, once. And I bought he, some at Trader he was Joe's. Not, he was not having it. Ooh, he would not go near it. Nope. Which is crazy. He'll eat anything. He was like a canine garbage can. Yes, he was. <laughs> R.I.P. Franklin. All right. Um, anything else on the degree of difficulty? No. Oh, you know, there was one recipe. It was for. Uh, was it for the roti? Oh, we had a we had a tough time with the roti. We struggled with that. I'm sure it was kind of user error. The. The instructions in that one were a little bit vague, and they really could have benefited from like a a diagram, yeah. yeah, like step by step, you know, process, which it did not have. Well, and then we looked up the process on YouTube, and there was that way, and then there was another easier way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're just like, okay. And and we did do a slow cooker black eyed pea and sausage chili, um, which claimed that it would uh, serve six to eight. It, it barely, <laughs> barely served the two of both us. Both of us. Yeah. And thank goodness we had the roti. Yes. Yeah, so that, yeah, I don't understand. So, I, it was tasty, but yeah. the por- the portion size was... I mean, it, it, I think the recipe had three off. cups of stock in it. Yeah. There's no way three cups of stock is going to feed six to eight people. Um, so, I mean, there was, there was a few things here and there. I know we had mentioned on our Instagram feed when we posted the photo but there was a dish called asparagus got a crush on potato mm-hmm. which was fantastic um we did not blanch the asparagus prior to serving no which is something that we usually do but we yeah. we're like we're gonna follow the recipe and it, it, it the result is this kind of unappealing green color they get, yeah they get like, olive green yeah um so if you know th- there were there were some things like that in within the recipes where just little tweaks we'd probably make if we were gonna create these again yeah um 
but the recipes themselves were pretty solid. All the food was really tasty. So no complaints and nothing too difficult to make. No, everything was really easy. Yeah. So, all right. Here's the big one. Taste. Taste. What'd you have, Victoria? I gave it a five. I thoroughly enjoyed everything. Mm-hmm. I, um, we made jerk chicken, which is crazy. I, did, I don't think we had... I've never made jerk chicken before. Yeah. I've enjoyed it plenty times. Yeah. But, um, and that came with a lovely mango chutney. I wish the jerk would have been a little bit hotter. But I think that one we did... Didn't we tweak that one a little bit and just add a little bit extra yeah and, we did yeah yeah but yeah it's kind of amazing that so we have not good. made jerk chicken before yeah. i got to eat shrimp see i can't eat shrimp because i'm allergic which makes buying kimchi really fun because you have to uh carefully check the label i i wasn't aware that there was all kinds of different kimchi mm-hmm. like the last batch we got was like green onion kimchi mm-hmm. um so when and i love steak i love 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 steak and you, i don't have it very often you're all about the steak so whenever I decide I want a steak, he gets shrimp. Yep. And we're both happy as clams. You're more turf. I'm more surf. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was really enjoyable. That shrimp was great, too. And I'm please. so sad that I couldn't taste it. I, re- I love shrimp. All of a sudden, one day, I just became allergic to it. Now, all you people out there that cook shrimp, for the love of all things holy... 60 minutes or 60 minutes. See, that's the problem. <laughs> right? 60 seconds aside on the grill. It Maybe doesn't, 90. It doesn't take long to grill. Don't don't beat but, up your shrimp. Right. Don't beat the shrimp. Don't make them all rubbery. <laughs> so what did you give? I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. And it was just, I, I knocked one point off just for the items that we discussed where like we'd make some small adjustments if we were to make them again. But um, everything was, was really tasty. There was nothing that... Um, we didn't enjoy, I don't think. So, so yeah. Yeah. I Good book. Thoroughly enjoyed the book. Yeah. Would recommend. And uh, it's it's in our permanent collection now, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll, we'll revisit it in the future. So, all right. All right. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it. You can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com, as well as Instagram uh, at we underscore cook underscore books. And Facebook is at We Cook Books. Production assistance was provided by Danny Schaefer. All right. Thanks, Danny. All right. You know what time it is. Time Ha-ha for a joke. Time. <laughs> All right. So now this this is a very special joke. You remember, uh, we're going to totally date ourselves, and anyone that's like under the age of 50 will not know what the hell we're talking about. But you remember those Bazooka Joe comic books mm-hmm. where in addition to this stale piece of gum... That lasted about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. There was a little comic book inserted in the in the wrapper. A whole book? Well, comic strip. <laughs> I guess that would be the name yeah. you'd call it. Comic strip. Um, so this this joke was kind of inspired by that. So you have to picture oh, the bazooka joke comic. Okay. And I'm going to need your assistance. So okay. okay. So you've got this comic strip pictured. And uh, the first panel says... The recipe called for butter, but I used ghee instead. And then the second panel, which is the punchline, is... Thanks for clarifying. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Good old Bazooka Joe. All right, people. Thanks for listening. Wear a mask. Enjoy your week. Please wear a mask. Wash your hands. We have loved ones. We want them around. All right. Have a great week, everyone.